Hello, I want to invite you to come to manifestmastery.life where you will find the most inspirational items for your body and for your home that you can give to people in your life who you love as gifts or for yourself so that you can constantly be reminded of the most positive affirmations that you can create the life of your dreams anytime you choose. Hello and welcome to Manifest Mastery Podcast. I am Noelle and I'm here with Nick Peroni. You Say hi, Nick. Hey, what's up, everyone? Thank you for having me on here, Noelle. I'm excited to, to be talking with you today. I'm so excited to have you too. Now, I just want to tell you all a little bit about Nick. Uh, I've been following him for a long time because I'm in the e-commerce world myself. And basically, Nick has built just a juggernaut of a e-commerce educational business online. I mean, he's built his own e-commerce businesses, but because he became so savvy and successful at building businesses, he decided to go on and teach other people how to build online businesses. And he now has a a network of 85,000 plus students. Is that correct, Nick? Did I say that correctly? Yes. Yeah. The group is over 85,000 now. Uh, and which is unbelievable. I mean, anybody that knows online businesses, that's just an, that's just an amazing accomplishment. And this is only in the last three years uh, that he started really building e-com empires. Now, the reason I reached out to Nick to do an interview is because he's been educating and helping entrepreneurs for so many years um, for for free, really. I mean, he he basically ha- he helps people with the most uh amazing information you could literally know nothing about building an online business and watch some of his videos and listen to what he has to say and you could start an online business today and have success with it based on just just watching some of his videos or going to his um facebook group or whatever anyway so i'm very impressed with nick he he's just got a big heart he's really knowledgeable and i can't wait to just let you get to meet him and uh, also he's an army veteran he served in the army for four years and even over in iraq for one year so he has a lot of uh he has a wealth of information to share and, and a lot of inspirational stories so i can't wait to let you get to meet him now yeah thank you so much for the nice introduction oh yeah my pleasure I'm, I'm just, I've been excited to talk to you. So I have a lot of questions for you and some of them, you know, they might be a little, um, I don't know, they might be different, but I'm, the first one I want to ask you, Nick is, um, so when did you, when did you yourself first start your first online business and when, what, what was it? So the first business was actually around five, uh, maybe almost six years ago now. And it was a photo booth company. Uh, and it was, it was like a hybrid because everything was done. It was my first experience building a website, running Google ads. Uh, and it, but we actually were delivering a service in person. So it wasn't, it wasn't like completely automated. Uh, drop shipping I discovered in 2016. I built that first company with a partner and and it did well. Actually, it was the first million dollar business that I built. Um, but then when I discovered drop shipping, I 
thought that that was just even better. Um, the, the possibilities and opportunity was amazing. So I ended up switching and transitioning into the dropship model uh, with e-commerce in 2016. Okay. So three let years me, ago. So let me ask you. So in 2016, you said you started a dropshipping business with a partner. What was it? What type of business was it? The, well, the first the first business I had was with a partner. When I moved into drop shipping, I did that on my own. Okay. Actually, as a way, actually as a way to get out of that business, and it was it was very much the the first store was just uh, was was basic. Uh, it was just kind of like a, a trend store that was selling you know random random items I was finding from AliExpress. Yeah. Just really getting really getting into the whole model and starting to understand it um, when I got started. So you would so you would go to AliExpress and you would find different items, you'd put them up online, and then would you always run ads for them? Because I mean, obviously it's very difficult to build an online business without running ads. Yes, that that's always been the, the basic model. It hasn't changed much for me really. Using AliExpress to find great product ideas, uh, putting them on a Shopify store, and then using Facebook ads to to, you know, promote those products to the right audiences. Okay, fantastic. So, um, so now, how long before you realized that you were making some really good money, like you really had something here, like, wow, I think I'm really knowing you knew what you were doing? Yeah, so for me, it was it was definitely it was the right time. You know, they say that luck is when preparation meets opportunity. And I had really been preparing for the last three years, building that photo booth company learning online marketing. Uh, it was just our, our business model was so stressful. When I discovered drop shipping, it just clicked for me immediately based on, you know, what I was already doing, moving into this model within the first 90 days, actually, my, uh, my store had crossed a hundred thousand dollars in sales. And, that was just like me working from home a few hours a day while I was still in the other business. So that's when I was like, wow, I, I think that this is definitely something for real. Um, and I, I left the other business to pursue, pursue my e-commerce stuff full time on my own. Yeah. So now, um, were there anything, were, were you selling anything that really was, you felt passionate about or, or was it, or what what you were putting online and selling was it just like okay I'm gonna make money with this this is gonna be trend this this like you said it was trend you picked trending things um, or were you picking things that really meant something to you personally? No, you know it's it's interesting actually I started out in the very very beginning early 2016 I started out by doing things that were personal to me. Uh, actually, with like print on demand, I was selling some designs and some things that kind of were from my home city in Philadelphia. Uh, but it didn't work. You know, it was it was I think it was much too niche. It was just really like it. And that's when I had a mindset shift of starting to look for trendy ideas that would appeal to a mass audience. And so I switched. Uh, I wasn't selling stuff personal to me anymore. I switched to the trendy items. And, and that's when I started to find things that that was, you know, able to really scale and sell into the thousands of dollars. That's fantastic. Now, um, okay, so you so you did your online e-commerce stores for a little while, obviously. And then at what point did you and you did well, I'm I'm 
me financially, you did well, you learned a lot, you probably made a lot of mistakes. And like all of us do when we're building businesses. So at what point did you decide to shift into teaching others how to do what you were doing? Well, so it was actually at the end of 2016. And yeah, my my dropship business was doing very well. And I was sharing it. I didn't have a group or anything. So I was just sharing this in other groups and on my personal um, profile on Facebook. And it was around the end of 2016. I think it was like August into September. I'd been planning that whole year because things were going well. I was finally like free and, and feeling really good. Um, so I planned like a dream vacation um, over a month. Half of it was was with my girlfriend uh, where we went to just we went to Bali for two weeks. And then half of it was with my my best friends where we went to Oktoberfest for two weeks. And it was like back to back. <laughs> that was, and, I, I have to laugh, though. That's very funny, yeah. though, Nick, because seriously, I don't think you could be more polar opposite than like ba from Bali to Oktoberfest. That <laughs> that's like. Those are that's extreme opposite vacations, I would imagine. It was very opposite because Bali was like a, a very much a luxury dream vacation. We stayed at the nice resorts and the nice villas and, you know, every everything was kind of that style. And then when I when I went to Oktoberfest with my boys, it was like staying in hostels and Airbnbs and just like we're just like traveling around Europe, wherever we could find places to stay and, and have fun. Um, that's fun, though, right? You must have had a really good time. Yeah, it was. It was it was really cool. And, and so during this time, though, what was even the most amazing is that I up until that point in my business, I had my best month. It was my first six figure month in sales. Okay, wait. Um, so I'm sorry. So while you were away on vacation during that month is what what you're saying is you actually had your best month in, in sales. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, while I was traveling for that month was the first time ever that uh, my business hit $100,000 in sales in a month. And I was I was sharing that with people. And once I shared that the the response was, was really uh, the strongest response I'd ever seen personally to something I had put out. And so, oh, yeah. um, okay, so you, were, you know, you were you were getting so much reaction, like, but, you know, I want to sidestep what you're saying real quick so we don't rush past what you just said, because I I want to bring attention to something interesting. While you were on vacation, just really enjoying yourself, having a good time, probably not putting as much effort and energy into your business, you know, enjoying yourself. It's, in my opinion, not coincidental that that was the best month your business had because... Well, obviously, it's always timing and what everything you were doing before you went on vacation that led to that great month. But it's also an interesting thing about like how things work in our lives at different times. Like you had all that success in that month, but you were also just so happy. You were just enjoying your life. And that's when that flowed into your life. I don't know if you, it just, it's very interesting to me how the timing was on that. But, I, and then I'll, I'll let you, you can continue um, with what you were saying. Yeah, I agree. The timing, you know, I, I look back at it now and think that that was, that was, my my dreams coming to life things that i had been dreaming about you know that that had always been that that was like the the pinnacle of finally waking up and realizing i'm i'm living the the life that i once dreamed about uh -huh. yeah 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 live i mean that's what this whole podcast is about when you have that moment 
this was this is actually a question I'm I was going to ask you, but maybe we can fit it in now. Which is, there's usually moments in our life where we we actually go, wait a minute, I, that I'm actually living something or experiencing something that was just a dream or a thought a few years ago, and it's actually real now. So is th this is is this what you're saying? You had actually visualized for yourself this type of um, manifestation or success for yourself? Yeah, I, I had, so it, you see it better. I think after it happens, yeah. like now I, now I can understand it for sure that, you know, I had really always thought about this. This is what I want. And, you know, the, the way that it works is that our, our thoughts become our actions because what we're thinking about every day is what we're focusing on. And, and that's where our energy is going without us even knowing it. And so, Completely. you know, I was always, I was always thinking about this life, about wanting to travel and have the freedom and know that I can, I can just have this type of online business that's paying me no matter where I'm at in the world. Uh, and it was, you know, I didn't, I didn't quite realize it in Bali because we were, I was just like so thrilled to be there. But then as the trap and, you know, when travel is new, like it's, it's really just kind of overwhelming at first. And, yeah. but when I was in Europe, I can still remember, uh, cause I posted about this when it kind of like, when it hit me, we were in Italy and we were in somewhere in like the center of the city. And I was looking out over the whole city and I checked my phone and I saw that, like in sales that week, I had done around $25,000 in sales. And I was just like, man, like, like, this is incredible. This is exactly what I used to dream about. And now I'm standing here somewhere in the middle of the world yeah. without, you know, without a care in the world because of this online business that's, that's doing well. Uh, and that's what I shared online with people. And then that's when people were like, we want to learn how to do this. Yeah. And, yeah. and I had the idea for Ecom empires and thinking I want to help people, but I can't help people. It, my original thought was I want to help people, but I can't do it individually. I don't have time to answer all these messages. Right. So right. why not start a group where I can teach a group, you know, what I think, what I believe in, and also the mechanics of how I've been able to do this. Yeah. Okay. So, so were you actually, where in Italy were you, by the way, when this was happening? What city? In Rome. Oh, okay. Uh, Italy's great, right? It's such a great place. Um, yeah, I'm Italian. So I was, it was nice to finally visit Italy. Actually, I'd always wanted to go. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, so you were, so were you in Italy literally or just somewhere around your travels that you were like, I think I need to do, I need to start a group. I need to help. So, or it was before you came back is what you're saying. Yeah, it was. Well, I had, you know, I had kind of already had the idea because I had seen other groups. Uh -huh. um, but I was still up until I left, I was still debating on on whether or not to to do this idea where I was going to create a course for free and actually show people how to build a store and run ads on the store and make real money on the store. That was still something I wasn't sure about because, you know, that could have gone very wrong. Um, like I didn't know how that was going to go or if people would even care. So, but during the trip, like as, as that happened, it just felt like that was the right move. And, and when I got back, I got started. Wow. Okay. So that's, that's fantastic. So, uh, so basically the next step for you was you got back from this amazing vacation, all these realizations and you got right now. Well, first of all, you're running your business 
your e-com business, but then at the same time, you decide to start your course and a Facebook group? Yeah, th- things were going well with the e-com business because it was, and, and this can happen uh, you know, when you can, when you find some products that are working well, and, and if they have a big audience, there's, there's moments there where you get to, to like really enjoy automation, yeah. um, be, because of the way everything's just kind of set up and working. So during the vacation, one of the things, and I think this is important to mention is one of the things that I intentionally did is created the space for myself to think about this, right? I, I wanted to, it was my first time traveling and you're in a different mindset when you travel because you just feel differently about life in the world. And so I intentionally went into it thinking to myself, you know, I guess kind of putting out to the universe, like I have an idea here, I think of, of how I can have a bigger impact and, and sort of achieve this life that I've always wanted with speaking uh, because part of my goal was always to speak and host Mm -hmm. events and speak on stages. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I definitely created that space to give myself time to think and to see what kind of thoughts and opportunities might come to me. Uh, and that's kind of how Ecom Empires developed while I was traveling. And then, yeah, when, when I got back, I was still running the business, but uh, I decided to start the group and create a new idea of, of teaching other people how to do this as well. Okay, amazing. So did you have any mentors that were just kind of like role models for you in who, who you learned from or you followed who were like, and you kind of just said, you know what, I want to do that as well. Cause I, um, you know, just any, anybody that was doing courses maybe, or have with running Facebook groups that you were like, okay, this is kind of a model I'd like to follow. Yeah, I did get a course. So the, the group, uh, the group was was really original to me, I think. I mean, there were other people doing Facebook groups, but most of them that I had seen were on the back of somebody that had purchased a course, not just doing a group. And I believe at the time, I was, at least in e-commerce anyway, I was the first one to create a free course and just give it out wow. to people that joined the group. Okay. So that, that idea, because I originally, I guess that idea came because I was thinking, like, should I charge for a course and create it? Um, but I didn't want to do that because I remembered what it had been like. And, and this is, this is the honest truth. I remember what it had been like when, when I wanted to get started and I didn't have any money to invest in courses or I didn't have any money to, you know, invest in these programs and everybody, whenever I'd ask for help was always just looking at me like a dollar sign, like, you know, where's your check for me? Yeah. And I, I really wanted to create something different. Uh, for people to to create a learning opportunity for anybody, you know, using using that model, because I honestly thought it was something that most people could do if they really wanted to and they really tried. Um, So so, yeah, that I mean, I guess that's where the idea of of doing it for free came from. But I did personally buy a course in the beginning uh, from a guy who had an amazing story. I, I knew him before he ever released the course and I watched him on Facebook as he posted about losing his job and about having, you know, six months to figure out what he was going to do. And they had just had a baby. Do you want to mention who this is? Because I follow a lot of these people or I, I have followed. And uh, if you want to mention that person, feel free, but otherwise you don't have to. 
Yeah, sure. I, I mean, he's he's pretty much gone underground, I think, since his first course. And this was three years ago. His name is Patrick Malone. Oh, and okay. I haven't even I've, I personally haven't heard of him. Yeah, he's he never really became like a guru or anything. He did that first course and uh, I bought it because I had literally watched him go from losing his job to having this amazing story where he found e-commerce and made like 180 grand in sales over the six months that, you know, that he had to to figure out his life because he was given a severance package from his job um, when they laid him off. Right. So I watched this and and I, I said, hey, man, like, what are you doing? And that's when he told me, he's like, you know, if you really want to learn this, I do have a course that I that I made. Um, and so I bought it. And and that's how I got started. OK, wow, that's great. So did so by buying his course, did it give you framework? It was his course on how to build a course, basically? <laughs> No, no, his, his was, his was on, his course was on the model of finding products on AliExpress ah, using Shopify. Okay. Cause at the time, at the time, this was still somewhat new, right? Like okay. this is, it's yeah. common now, but at the time it was still somewhat new, this whole idea of how to find suppliers and, and how to build a Shopify store and, and all of that. I got it. Okay. Okay. But creating your course was now, by the way, this is a that's a big commitment, Nick, because I personally have created courses myself. And while I know what goes into it, it's just like you really need to like focus and put time aside. And, and it's I think it's a labor of love when you create a course. <laughs> I mean, it, even when you end up making money from it, it's still a labor of love because you really are wanting to help people learn something. I mean, I that's that's it's a I think it's a such a great thing so you created your course and did you do now you created your Facebook group did you create your course live through the Facebook group like or did you create the course and then just upload it as so how did you how did you do that it was like a it was like a mix it, it wasn't technically live but it it was kind of in the sense that I went into the group and, and I had no idea how this was going to work. So I was, I was taking a, a bold move. I went into the group and basically I said, Hey, everybody join this group. I'm going to show you and how to build a store step-by-step. Step. I'm going to record each step and put it in the group as I do it and show you how to take a store from zero to five figures in sales. Right. So that, that was the intention. And then I got started. I, I started each step, like, um, recording the videos as I would, uh, you know, I guess as I would explain it to somebody, like, here's the concept, here's how you go out there and start building a store, how you start finding products. And then I actually found products. I launched, um, I launched ads and recorded all of it. And, uh, yeah, it was over the course of about 10 weeks. I believe it took me to do the whole thing. And at the end of it, um, it, it worked out. The store did $10,000 in sales and then I closed it. I finished off the course and, and there was a complete thing for people in Ecom Empires to come and go through from start to finish. That's so amazing. So, so you literally created a store from scratch to show people how to create a store from scratch and that store from scratch started creating money like you said it would and closed it when it was at the end of the course. Is that what you're saying? Yes. That's, that's I mean, that's unbelievable. I don't know. I don't even realize how many, I mean, again, being in the e-com space or being um, me being online for the last like practically 20 years, I really admire the skill that it takes to do what you, you know, to, to what it takes skill. You have to, 
anyway, I'm very impressed. Okay, so um, so your Facebook group, did it start taking off right away? Like right when you started kind of uh, putting it out there? Were you, were you getting a lot of people interested? It wasn't right away. Uh, at first, the gro- at first the growth was kind of slow, uh, I guess, as to be expected, because I never ran ads to the group or anything. It was all organic. And in the beginning, it was just organic based off of my own post on my Facebook uh, profile and right. maybe some other ones, right. some other ones I shared in a group. So but when when things really started to snowball i guess uh from my perspective and and this is hard there's there's two points the first one is uh i believe anyway it's when somebody actually got very tangible results from going through the course um Mm -hmm. i remember they they posted in the group it was a guy named bupinder and he he posted in the group that uh he had just uh, done $3,000 in a day in sales. And then like the next day he posted, he had done 2000. So, um, it was like back to back, this guy had just done $5,000 in sales in two days. And he credited all of it to going through my free course and nothing else. Amazing. And so when that happened, I think people really started to pay attention because at first, you know, humans kind of always have the, in the like, Oh, it's free. You know, maybe it's free because it's not that good. Of course. Um, If I don't pay for it, it doesn't have any value type of thing. Yeah, exactly. So once somebody that was just a completely random testimonial, somebody that I'd never knew posted in the group about making $5,000 in two days, uh, and eventually he went on like a couple weeks later, he posted about doing $5,000 in a single day, again, just crediting the course and, and what I was sharing in the group, like uh, people from there, I definitely noticed that growth really started to pick up to, you know, like a thousand, 2000 members a month uh, at that point. That's fantastic. And again, you weren't running ads to the group or anything. You were just, this was just organic. Um, yeah. So that's amazing. Um, and you said it was two things that happened with that group. So you got somebody who had a really amazing testimonial that started getting the traffic. What else started happening? Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up because the second part was, uh, so it, and then more testimonials started to come in for sure. People getting their first sales and doing, you know, making some money and all these things. But, uh, when I noticed like the second wind of the group was, was around 2017, uh, in the middle of the year, I had this idea, you know, I was just kind of living and working from home. And I was, I was thinking to myself, why am I not traveling? Why am I not out there in the world? Yeah. And I, I came up with the idea of using the group as a way to, uh, not using it, but like, but making Ecom Empires even more real by connecting people in real life and actually meeting these people in real life through events. So, I posted in the group about saying, you know, hey, guys, I got this crazy idea. I don't know if this is going to even work or not, but uh, I would love to start doing masterminds in different countries all around the world who's interested. And literally there there was like 400 comments of people saying, come to this country, come to this country, come to this oh, country. I love and, it, Nick. That's and, so brilliant. Like, I just got goosebumps. Like, seriously, because... I just wanted to add this in. I don't want to interrupt your train of thought, but it's interesting when we're we're online in, entrepreneurs and you just get sucked into the vortex of your computer and being at home. And like, 
yeah, you're not working for anyone else, but you're almost a slave to your own bad habits. Like you're in the, you're in your house and you're on your computer and you're isolating yourself and you have to remind yourself to like go out and see people and go into the world. And so you had this realization, you're like, wait a minute, I want to travel. What's going on? I need to make this happen for myself. So I don't know. I think that's, that's just, that hit a nerve with me. So that's fantastic. Yeah, thank you. Because, you know, and part, like you said as well, to, to kind of echo on that, part of it for me was also thinking about, and this goes back to this being the number two way that helped e-com empires grow. Part of it was because I wanted to, I was thinking about like, how do I, how do I elevate, you know, how do I keep doing something to make e-com empires continue to grow? Because uh, the course at that point had already been out for, you know, seven, eight months. Uh, and I remember this quote from a, from a book I read that, that said, if you, want to, if you want to increase your position in life, you have to start to occupy a space larger than you already occupy right now. Yeah. And, and so I was, I was thinking about how do I do that? And, and so the events made a lot of sense. And it ended up working really well because from, from those initial comments, I started to identify serious people that could help me in the different countries to start organizing uh, and then that sparked a year and a half long, uh, what I called the worldwide e-com tour. And that definitely, you know, it's very intangible, but I, I know for sure once I started doing that and connecting people, there's just like this, this force that was getting the brand out there. People were getting to know it better and connect with it more. And the group definitely started to grow, uh, in numbers, you know, at a faster pace during, during that as well. That's I think it's disgusting. You know what, this is amazing because, um, first of all, when you had people volunteering, like, yeah, come to, what's an example? What's it? What was the first country you went to? Uh, Vietnam or Bali. Actually, Bali was funny enough because I had taken a vacation there, but Bali was the first one that I went back to for an event and then to Vietnam after, after Bali. And this is based on because people volunteered to help organize events there for you? Yeah, yeah, basically in every country, because it would have been too much for me to handle on my own. Yeah. Uh, so in, in every country, there was a local person that lived there that was willing to to basically handle the logistics wow. of getting, finding the venue, getting the venue organized, catering, all that kind of stuff that we needed. Okay, so was that a big, but have you, had you ever done events before? No, actually, I, I hadn't. I had I'd been to I'd never been to a mastermind, believe it or not, either. I had been to events in the past, like uh, from my younger years in trying to attempt things in the network marketing world. I had gone to those types of events, yeah. um, which is where I got the inspiration of wanting to be on stage, because I always even though I never I never went too deep into the uh, network marketing world. I remember being inspired by the people that would get up on stage and share like these amazing stories and, and inspire everybody. And, you know, so th that was my real, really my only experience with events. Um, and the first one, I mean, the first one, I'm not going to lie. It was, it was rough. I remember halfway during the first one, uh, calling my girlfriend at the time and, and telling her like, look, I don't, I don't think I want to do this. I think this was a mistake. 
you know, cause I was trying to figure it out as I went. I didn't, I didn't know what to expect, what to do. Um, but over time it got better, right? Each time it got better. Each time I got better at it, each time I got more comfortable with it. And eventually, you know, now it's easy for me. But like doing an event is, it can, what, how many hours was it? Like, what was it an all day? Was it like a few hours? Yeah, well, that that was the problem with the first one is we way overextended what we thought we could do. We did a we did a 10 day mastermind retreat in Bali what? at a at a at a villa together. That's and the, very, <laughs> the that's villa. a very oh my god, that's a massive undertaking for your first event. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh my god. So it it was uh, it was an interesting experience. I mean, because we lived together, you know, we worked, we were working there together. We actually all all became pretty close from that event. There's still multiple people from from that event that uh, that I you know I'm friends with and that I've seen actually again around the world in different places. Um, but yeah, ten days was too long. I never did one that long again after that. Yeah, well, congratulations. That's that's unbelievable that you could pull that off at all even i mean that's great so you would okay so now were they expensive for you to do so that's a whole other aspect of doing events but like was it a big output of of what financially was it was it worth it to do the events or yeah yeah well so definitely it was worth it when i did the events it was never actually like like my course, uh, I didn't do the events from a profit perspective. Ah. Um, I did, I did, of course, I mean, want to travel the world for free. So part of it was I saw the events as a way to travel the world for free, um, but not necessarily make a profit, which a lot of people thought I was crazy, you know, but for me, like it wasn't, for me, I was I was looking at building the brand. I, I really was. And I mean, people might be like, well, it's easy to say that in hindsight. But when I went into it, like I, I had the decision of, you know, do we try to make money on these events or do we just try to cover the cost of my accommodations, my flights and, you know, the, the cost of doing the events themselves? Um, and I, I felt like it was more genuine to just do it based on actually the, the love of it, just wanting to travel, wanting to meet people, wanting to build the name of Ecom Empires and, and Nick Peroni to, to get out there in the world more and, um, and, and kind of elevate things. And so uh, it was definitely worth it from that perspective. I, I mean, there's so much good that has come to me in return in the form of partnerships and, you know, friends and, and just things that I've learned in ways I've been able to develop just from the experience of, of going through all of that. Yeah, that's, well, I love it. That's, you know what, that's why, because uh, when our intentions uh, are pure for doing things, we usually get uh, exponential return on our investment. Um, you know, so that's fantastic. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a few more questions real quick. Um, not real quick, but I'll try to. <laughs> so one thing I learned about you, though, recently uh, is that you uh, were in the army. Um, and so if you can, I want to ask you, you know, what prompted you to join the army and um, how old were you? So uh, this is actually really clear to me right now, because recently I've been I've been doing some writing and, and I, um, this is something I plan to share with people. But uh, so I dropped out of college when when I was around 21 years old, because for me, 
college was was like just yeah <laughs> I, I was I was confused you know I was in school I took you know I, I bought into the whole system of taking out all these loans and then basically yeah. spent all this loan money on a on a three-year party with my friends in <laughs> yeah. school and yeah uh which which ultimately result, resulted in me with a terrible GPA having to drop out because my loan money was up and thinking yeah. to myself what am I going to do with my life now like how do I fix this blur of what just happened over the last three years um and so for me that was that was the army Uh, you know at the time it was 2007 so at the time uh this was obviously a a thing happening it was in the culture it was in the news um so i I knew about that and it had already the seed had been planted because when i was in school a what do you mean it was it was in the culture it was the news what the iraqi war oh the iraqi war Uh uh-huh Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and I had, I had a friend of mine that was in the national guard who actually deployed. So the seed was already there in my mind. Cause I had a lot of respect for him when he did that. Uh, and, and so I looked at the army as a way to challenge myself, to push myself outside my comfort zone, to get out of my hometown and start, you know, getting out there in the world, growing up a little bit, becoming disciplined. Uh, and so that was in 2007 when I joined and, uh, I was in training for, I guess, almost a year and a half and deployed to Iraq in 2008. How hard was the training based on how you lived your life up until that point? (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was a shocker, you know, like, like going into it. And uh, for somebody like me, I, I almost feel like, like that's what I needed um, because I, I adapted to it very well. Um, but yeah, you know, I joined as a, a cavalry scout, which is a combat position, uh, in, in the military. There's only a few combat positions. One of them is a cavalry scout. Um, uh, and so our, our training was intense. It wasn't, it wasn't easy stuff. It was actually like training for missions and combat. And, uh, one of the things that I, I, we had, we had a saying in, in cavalry scouts and it was called embracing the suck. Mm, Um, meaning, you know, basically meaning that what you're doing sucks and you know it, but you have to do it. There's no way to avoid it. Uh, and, and that mentality actually, I, I credit a lot to the discipline that I was able to develop that served me well in later years after the army, when I was broke and trying to build a business that, that whole idea of embracing the suck and knowing that, you know, you, you have to deal with certain situations in, in overall respect of the mission that you're trying to complete. Yeah. That's, I mean, first of all, the military instills uh, an untold amount of character building um, characteristics in in people, uh, you know, much like, well, probably unlike, unlike anything else, especially when you add in actual war, <laughs> like, so you actually went to Iraq, um, you were deployed to Iraq? Yes, yes, for 12 months. And did you actually witness, you know, act, you know, a lot of violence and war and? Yeah, we, yes, I mean, we, we definitely, um, we were in combat over there. Uh, you know, the craziest thing about Iraq wasn't necessarily, I mean, I mean, there was gunfire over there, but the crazier thing about Iraq was more uh, the, 
the insurgents were fighting with what they called IEDs, yeah. which stands for improvi- improvised explosive device. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these were bombs that they would bury in yeah. the road. Yeah. Like they bury them right. in, in trash, yeah. you know, so you couldn't see them. So uh, that, that was always the biggest fear in Iraq. And we did have a convoy or two that got hit. Like you could just be driving along and then all of a sudden yeah. a bomb is exploding right next to you. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. I mean, I've seen so many documentaries and movies like I it's just like so I do you feel like being over there traumatized you permanently or I I don't know. I I feel I mean, obviously, going through that type of experience can be extremely traumatic as well as uh, uh, life changing and beneficial in, in other ways. But would you feel traumatized by that? personally i i never let it you know what i mean when i got out of the army i definitely went through a period of of some depression um because it's such a big change in your life uh but i think a lot of that was more just like you know adjusting to the different lifestyle of being a soldier to being a civilian i do know people that were traumatized by it they call it ptsd um i I know people that are getting money from the government now that were deployed with us because they were never really able to get back into a normal civilian mindset where they can work a regular job you know so it happens you know for me I don't I don't necessarily know where this comes from, but I've always had a mindset that I'm I'm never going to let a situation make me. I'm never going to let a situation compromise what I want from life, you know, my dreams and my goals and what I what I think is going to make me happy and fulfilled. Um, you know, I, I always want to I always want my next day to be better than the last day. So no matter what happens in the last day, I am just kind of adapting to it and staying focused on on what I want. So coming out of the army, you know, people thought I was crazy in the army. I used to tell them, and it's funny now when I talk with my boys that were there, they were like, yeah, you know, you used to tell us, man, you always used to say that one day you'd be out there doing your own thing, traveling the world and and nobody ever believed you. And it's crazy to see like that you're the one that did that coming from the same situation that all of us did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think mindset is such an important part of that. You know, like I, I've, I've had these conversations with them and I've been like, I get that, you know, you went through some stuff that can be traumatizing, but it's it's your decision to either let that keep you down or to say that that's not going to have an effect on my future. Yeah. Well, you know, this is interesting about you that I, that I resonated a lot with just your style, which is you seem to post a lot of things on Instagram or things that I just pop up for me that I see you do that are very uplifting and positive, always cheering people on, rooting them on, just always geared in a mindset because mindset is actually everything i mean it's it is everything our you know we are and our subconscious mind as well so we there's you know our conscious thoughts and then our subconscious thoughts which rule most of our behaviors so that's a whole nother topic but so it just sounds like you innately from what you're saying just have always kind of leaned in the direction of just knowing, Hey, I'm not going to let too much get me down. I'm just going to stay focused on, you know, what can I do next or better or be in the moment? Um, am I, am I summarizing that correctly? 
<laughs> yeah, I, you know, I think I think it had two different stages for me. Nat- naturally, uh, I, I've always been somebody that wants to do their own thing. And so I think I've always kind of naturally had this this adapt and overcome mentality. But it definitely I, I found help after getting out of the army to to really crystallize and clarify this type of mindset into something meaningful. When I started reading books like say the, the 67 principles of success by Jack Canfield, which really helped me to understand, I guess, the meaning behind these random thoughts that I was having. Um, You know, like he, like he talks about, for example, that no matter what happens to us in our life, whether we control it or something else controls it, the only the only thing that we will always have control of is our response yeah. to that yeah. right and so you know when when you kind of get those tools to also match the mindset that you that you have it, it becomes it becomes powerful for being able to direct your your future the way you want to yeah that's really well said what's another book that inspired you along your way uh well, the, so the book, I'm, I mean, everybody, almost everybody knows the four hour work week. I have to give that credit because the four hour work week I read, and that's what introduced me to the whole online marketing world. Um, but the two people that really I had the biggest influence on my personal development, I would say, are uh, Jack Canfield, that book, 67 Principles of Success. I read it. I listened to it on audio. It had a big impact on me. Um, and also... Uh, Les Brown, oh, yeah. uh, who who's an amazing speaker. I never read any of his books, but he had a he had an audio series called Shoot for the Moon. It was like a twelve part series, and uh, I used to listen to it in my car instead of listening to music. And I love music. I would listen to this in my car after the army while I was going to work every morning, coming home from work every evening, and just play this stuff on repeat um, to really help, like you know, build that mindset. That's that's fantastic. By the way, you said work, going to work. After you got out of the army, did you get a job? Like, what were you doing? Yeah, I was working two jobs actually because I didn't come out of the army in in the greatest financial position. Um, you know, I had just been kind of a dumb soldier and, and spent all my money on on Ooh. stupid things. And so you didn't uh, pay off all those student loans from going into the army. <laughs> no, I still I still hadn't paid off my student uh. loans, and so. Uh, I learned a hard lesson twice. The lesson was a little bit different each time, but both times it was a financial lesson that I learned. Um, and and the army, the army was the last time because after I after I came out of the army, even after having done all of this and everybody was so proud of me, I was still broke. And so yeah. I went back to working. Uh, I was working two jobs actually. I was working at a car dealership during the day because uh, I didn't have a degree in car dealerships and love veterans from my experience. So. I was working at a dealership during the day and I was working at a restaurant during the night. I would get off my shift and then I would drive down to the restaurant. So I was working like I was working like 11, 12 hour days and then also on the weekend as well until I saved up some money to to move into Philly with uh, with my friends and, and start pursuing some of my own stuff. So um, how'd you do at the car dealership? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I, I did well, but that was. You know, the car dealership was my first experience with a salary position, wow. which uh, which to me is one of the biggest cons of all time, where you basically oh, yeah. sign, you sign up to get paid a certain amount per year, wow. and then they can tell you however many hours they want you to work any day of the week, even if they want you to come in on Saturdays because you're on salary. It's so crazy. That's such a 
talk about a prison mindset. That's like, that's like, that's a prison mentality mindset is I always say when it comes to the salary jobs, it's crazy. So yeah, so you just had a probably a lot of um, epiphanies during that time, I'm sure for yourself. Um, yeah, I, you know, the biggest epiphany was and this, this was every single day. And I know that there's a lot of people that deal with this, like, going to work and working with people that that thought that I was like just the same as everybody else. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a negative way yeah. towards the other people I worked with. I just mean it in a way like for me, I knew that I was so much more than what I was doing. And that's the biggest mind game, I think, for people coming into work every day to a job you don't like is, is thinking about, you know, I have to get out of here. And you want it to happen so much quicker than it really does happen. But um, you know, I just, I kind of adopted that mindset of knowing that, Hey, right, right now, instead of thinking about myself as being like stuck here doing something I hate, I'm going to think about this as like, I'm being, I'm being paid to build my, my future on the side, you know, like, cause I was hustling on the side. I was, I was reading, I was like doing what I could during work and outside of work. And so I was just like, you know, this is just temporary. You're getting paid right now. To, to build your side hustle and eventually your side hustle is going to take over. Well, it's so interesting. I just want to touch on something you just said, because I was in a really similar situation right out of college, except I dropped out of college also, but I got this job working at a massive uh, major newspaper down here in South Florida at the, at the biggest newspaper. And um, I kind of conned my way into the job um, and it was a graphic design position even though I was going to school for journalism. Anyway, I would go into work every day. It was like a nine to five job. It was really good money. I didn't even know how to do graphic design. I was like, I literally, (laughs) I literally faked my way into the job. I I mean, just from some people that were nice to me. And, uh, and then I learned it really quickly though, because I'm a fast learner. So I learned how to do graphic design while I was there. And I would like fake my way through all the assignments they would give me. But I remember going into work every single day looking around the the different departments at the newspaper and these massive floors it was a it was a huge building uh and and every floor was filled with so many people and there were people there that had been there 30 years (laughs) and (laughs) at 25 years and they just looked like the life had been sucked out of them and i remember always going into work and i had some friends there and i would think I'm not like them. I can't do this. This isn't, I can't do this. I think I'll lose my mind if I have to keep, I'm not like them. They're different. Like not in a bad way, just like that wasn't my mentality. And as I worked there, I began what was to become my very first successful business, which was jewelry design. I started making jewelry, bringing it to work, selling it to people at work, and then realizing, hey, people like it. They're going to pay me a lot of money for this. I'm, I'm out of here. And then I ended up quitting. But anyway, I, I just know, um, so I, I relate to that a lot, like just going into work, looking around and going, I'm not like you. Like, this is just a temporary thing where I'm learning some skills. I'll get the best out of it. It'll take me to my next step. So, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I just, I can relate. So, um, so you had a few jobs after the army, you kind of like, and then you got, and then you kind of just started figuring out what, okay. I I don't know if I asked you this in the very beginning, but what prompted you to do the e-com? It was that course, that guy, or what, what, 
what spurred you or what job were you doing at the time before you started the first e-com stuff you were doing? So the way that it, the way that it happened, actually, I was working at the car dealership and I, one of the guys that was working there had the idea for a photo booth. Like this was something that he was doing. That's where I actually, so because, and the reason I mentioned this is because this is what actually introduced me to the world of online marketing. Um, because when he had this idea, I had already been studying some stuff uh, after reading the four hour work week. Like I was already getting involved in this world of, of wanting to do an online business. Okay. I, knew not, I knew nothing about the photo booth industry, but based on some of the stuff that I had learned, I looked at Google Keyword Planner. I saw a search volume and just like put the dots together like, okay, this is a niche that can work because I can run ads here to a website and I can see that there is consistent demand for this service. Mm-hmm. Right. And and that's all I needed to know. I saw the opportunity. So we got started with that. And that really became my learning phase because over the next three years building that company, you know, I was finally able to about a year and a half into that company, I was able to leave the job world, which I wasn't even making a lot of money at the time. I was just literally, I left as soon as I was making enough to meet my basic needs every month, which I think at the time was like maybe $1,700 a month. I had to be making the cover rent and have some money for food and this and that. So like, as soon as I was making $2,000 a month with this new business, I was like, I'm out. And I left the job uh, so, so that I could. And then I really started keeping my ear to the grindstone on like what was going on in the online world, what other stuff is out there. And so it, it was it was that way. Like when when drop shipping came around, I had been looking for something like I was watching. I was looking yeah. at stuff that was out there that people were doing. Um, I, you know, I started to hear about Facebook ads and people selling t-shirts with Teespring and, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't really for me. So I didn't jump at that time. But then when I saw this model of, of, uh, you know, drop shipping random products from China on a store, I was like, wow, that's, and then I saw what people were making. I was like, wow, that's crazy. I need to try this and see if this is for real. Yeah. Well, and by the way, um, people listening who aren't into e-com or anything, I mean, um, d- drop shipping from China, and uh, I have a very close friend, actually, literally one of my best friends. She built a she built a clothing store business um, in one of the most competitive spaces, like literally, like j- women's clothing um, online, just through Facebook ads, and it went from zero to ten million. Um, wow. And she did it literally all herself. And at first, she was doing drop shipping, but she had such nightmare you know, issues with dropshipping. And there can be a lot of issues with dropshipping if you don't know, like, the right suppliers or the right products or even just timing. Sometimes it'll take three months to get to somebody or whatever, right? Like, so you have to really know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Dropshipping is a broad term. You know, there are and drop ship, even drop shipping from China. I mean, that's that's how I started because and people can still start that way with AliExpress. But yeah. for sure, for sure, there are certain items that are better to sell than others. Like clothing can be very difficult to drop ship because the size is different in China yeah. as it is in the U.S. or it is in Europe, and you can't deal with returns and exchanges, right? So I always stayed away from clothing because that wasn't really something that I looked at as a as an easy way to do drop shipping from China. But, 
um, you know, like sports equipment is one of the areas that I got started in. That was much more like there's not too many issues with the items they're sending out if you find a reputable supplier on AliExpress. Yeah, uh, that's good. And then, and then no matter what, of course, um, you know, AliExpress is, is only a beginning point. Like you can find actual sourcing agents and suppliers out of China once you have an item that's doing well that can offer much faster shipping, much more reliable quality control, um, you know, all, all the things that help you turn it into a real business. Right, exactly. Yeah. And um, all the stuff you're an expert, you know, you know that inside it. By the way, do you still have your own e-commerce businesses? Yes, but I, I, I've actually expanded more um, into print on demand, um, working with brands and I do still drop shipping, but now it's a little bit more automated through like partner stores that, that I am kind of hands off and I have partners that run the stores. Okay. All right. Well, that seems very, uh, smart to me. Um, but let me ask you, uh, what, do you have any specific morning or nighttime rituals that you do, you know, to get, ready for your day like in a you know i don't know if you do if you're if you meditate or if you visualize or if you have things that you do to get you you know create create the life that you want because already from talking to you i can tell that you you put energy into you know helping your life unfold the way you're visualizing and wanting it to you know, as we both know, a lot of people are unconsciously just going through their day. They're, they wake up, they mm -hmm. go through the motions. They're not even thinking about anything other than what they have to do and, and kind of waiting for life to happen to them. So when I talk with somebody like you, it's really interesting because you are going through life differently. You're going through life in a more in a more um, introspective way and also just in a more obs observant of, okay, you know, how can I make this better or how can I make this happen or just, a, you know, just, a, just more awareness in my opinion. So what do you do to, to create this type of life for yourself just on the day to day, not in the big goal, like in six months, I want to do this and that, but just day to day, what do you do? Awareness is, is a great word to use um, because I, I think it is important every day to try to, you, you have to find time to, to stay aware. And a lot of people don't realize how tricky this can be. I actually have a, a quick story where uh, I remembered I was, I was, I, I was suddenly realized that I had lost track of this a little bit and, and how important it is to stay aware in, in what you're doing every day. Um, because as I mentioned earlier, when I started traveling, you know, I, I kind of woke up at one point and realized I'm, I'm living the dream life that I've always wanted. And that had been intentional because I, you know, I had always focused on these kinds of thoughts of knowing what I wanted. And I start, you know, when I, once I did that, the worldwide e-com tour, I mean, I basically from the middle of 2017 till just about the end of 2018, I traveled. That's that's all I did. I did uh, almost 24 events in that time span. And I was only home uh, to my home in America, I think, for maybe a total of uh, a month and a half. 
you know, and that was at two, two different points of time, not, not collectively at one time. So anyway, I say that because I was really, and I remember there were so many points and, and things, you know, I posted about this, like my life felt like it was more of a dream than it was reality. You know, I was just traveling the world. I was meeting with people. I was building my business. I was doing what I always wanted to do. And then in 2019, all of a sudden things became a little bit stagnant in the beginning, you know, cause I stopped doing the events to take some time off. And when I did, I realized that there were certain areas of my life that had not gone beyond my first vision, right? Cause I had this vision of what I wanted to travel the world and live a free life and inspire others. And when I accomplished that, I never really thought about what comes next. And because I hadn't been thinking about what comes next, I started to fall into this like place of stagnance for a little while. And I realized, you know, after a little bit of time and, you know, it's not like I wasn't enjoying life. I was living in the Philippines, having a good time, but like I was, I was thinking to myself and I I realized after a little bit of time, like you are not aware of what the next goal is in your life, of what the next focus is that you want to take what you've done and now take it to the next level of where you want to be. And, and as I'm, as I'm sure, you know, like we, we, the, the thoughts that got us to where we are today are not going to be the thoughts that are able to get us to where we want to be tomorrow. Yeah. That's a very, by the way, that's, that's a very profound statement. You might even want to say it again because I mean, that's so profound because we are creatures of habit. We repeat, we repeat, we, uh, again, subconscious stuff. So to say that out loud again, the thoughts that got you to where you are today are not going to be the same thoughts that get you to where you're going to go tomorrow necessarily. Right. So, yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. And, and, and that's, that's what I had. That's what I had to realize. And so then I really started thinking about and taking some time to think about what, what comes next. So, you know, it's, it's a long way to answer the question, but for me, now that I've gone through that again, I realize every day, you know, there needs to be some point in the day, like whether it's the morning or evening, I, I, I kind of, do this a few times a day where um, I'm actually just sitting back, you know, wherever I'm at, if even if, you know, if I'm starting to get too involved in something, or I'm starting to get frustrated, or feel like there's a lot going on, you know, just sitting back and thinking about to myself, like, what, what do I really want here? What is, what is going to make me happy and fulfilled that I'm passionate about? What do I see the biggest impact from? And, and trying to shape my day around these types of questions. Do you, do you do any time of meditation? Do you listen to music? Do you like, what's your morning ritual? Like, do you, I mean, do you, do you have any um, self-care things built into your morning ritual, your day, whether it's, you know, like I said, I mean, I'm just using meditation or visualization or working out or listening to music or, you know, those types of things. Yeah. My, my days, my days, uh, when I'm not, when I'm not traveling or like in between stuff, uh, I, I follow a, a typical schedule, um, every morning, I guess, I guess you could say my meditation is, is just pretty simple. It's, I wake up and, uh, you know, I get coffee and I just kind of like, as I'm drinking my coffee, usually if I'm, if I'm at my apartment in Manila, like I'll look out at the view and I'll just be thinking about, okay, you know, I'll be running the last day through my mind, thinking about that day and, and kind of just analyzing, uh, everything that I want to happen. I won't eat. Uh, so then I'll get down to work. I don't eat. I, I guess it's 
you guess they call it now nowadays yeah now they call it intermittent fasting right so i don't eat until uh the afternoon i go to the gym uh, almost almost every day so i'll go to the gym sometime in the afternoon around like um anywhere from maybe one o'clock to three p.m and then after the gym i'll come back and eat i'll spend a little time of relaxing and, and just kind of decompressing and then i'll get back to work again on whatever it is that was like my main goal to accomplish that day so what are your favorite things to do to have fun like what do you do for fun 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 because a lot of times entrepreneurs have a, forget to have fun <laughs> for me fun, for me fun is uh is experience so yeah. i like to i like to travel I like to go out to restaurants to bars with friends hang out you know like i, I just really enjoy the experience it doesn't need to be doesn't need to be a fancy place it doesn't i'm, I'm very comfortable yeah. like in you know, as I've been around the world, uh, I, I find that some of the best times I had were not in the most expensive places I've stayed. Oh, you know, no. it wasn't always, of course, it's always beautiful to stay in a five-star hotel or to stay, you know, in like a really, really nice expensive place. But I found that some of the best times I've had were like in the very local spots, eating yeah, local food completely. with people just like chilling and having a good time. You I know? get that completely. I think you realize that even more so when you're traveling, because when you travel, I think you tend to do things you normally would never do at home. Like you, I think I, at least for me, I've experienced that you're, you do things you would normally never do. Uh, or you're just in, like you said earlier, you're in such a different mindset. So you're more, uh, you, and so you realize also, I think more when you're traveling is it, it's, all life is, is a series of moments and experiences and connections and the, the sometimes we have to move ourselves from our day to day and our normal environment to realize that, gosh, you know, what makes me happiest is like connecting with people and just enjoying the moment and the simple things sitting on the beach or, you know, having drink with friends or going out to dinner. So, yeah, it's 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 rarely about the fancy stuff or the things that we think money needs to buy us. Of course, money is extremely important. It's a great tool and an important tool, but it's not the fancy, fancy things generally. Those are just like momentary highs where you're like, wow, look at this hotel room. And then you're like, oh, okay. mm -hmm. or wow, I got that car that I always wanted. And then you're like, okay, that's cool. Actually, I'm going to, I have to kind of take that out because my car uh, is, is one, is, it is one of my dream cars that I'm driving. And I, I will say every, every time I, and I am very happy. So that's, that's not actually a true statement. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I mean, it's, <laughs> it does it's, make me happy in my car. <laughs> and it's, it. it's, it's definitely, I think it's all about like, you know, just what it's, it's individual to each person, it right? Is. Different things, Completely. different things bring people, you know, the, the satisfaction that they want. Um, and so like, and I think it also has to do with certain, like certain stages that a person's life might be in, um, based on like, like right now for me, for example, I love traveling. I don't, I don't need a home. Um, you know, I was talking about this with my friend the other yeah. day. He just, he just built like a really nice home somewhere, um, kind of out in the middle of nowhere. But I was talking with him. I was like, yeah, man, it's really nice. And, you know, I'm thinking about this one of these days, I'm going to build a home for sure. But right now it's just not, it's not a matter of money. I just don't need a home right now. I would rather continue traveling and, and having fun. Um, you know, that's just the situation of, of my life that I'm in and, and what I enjoy right now. So it's, it's different, which is why, like we talked about earlier to me, 
to me, it's all about the freedom, right? Yeah. That's the whole purpose of, of yeah. the money and the hustle and the working hard. It's so you can, you can enjoy your life however you want to whatever any single free- day, whatever freedom means to you. And like, you do realize, I think also when, like you've been doing and have done, you travel so much, you need, you really need very little. <laughs> like we, mm-hmm. when you're in your house or your home and you have like all this stuff, furniture and this and that, and the, and the minute you travel uh, and you're living out of a little suitcase or two suitcases, you're like, wait a minute, I don't need any of the 5 million things in my closet. I don't mm-hmm. need any of that stuff I thought I needed and wanted. Like I, you just you need very little to be happy actually in the end just as long as you're you're doing things that make you feel good and or that you're enjoying you're enjoying your life so uh, yeah yeah that's true they say that uh i i read something before a study that said that uh based based on americans anyway that the that the average person like it, it takes, I think it said something at the time. It was like $70,000 a year can uh, make the average person, all their needs are met for what they would, you know, without any extras, all the stuff that they need is met and they're able to live a good life. Yeah. Um, and, and they said that if you can achieve that, that they've found that, that your happiness goes up a lot, right? Because your all your needs are met and that's important. It's hard to be, it's hard to be fulfilled if your needs aren't met and you're figuring out, you know, how you're going to do this or that. But after that, that it's, that it's all basically extra and it doesn't necessarily affect your happiness one way or another. If yeah. you have, you know, if you go from making 70,000 a year to 250,000 a year, like you get to buy more stuff and you get to do more nice things. But, you know, a lot of times you find that still the things that make you the happiest are the stuff that you could have done with the, the money before. Exactly. And it's a weird concept for me because, you know, like I believe in making money and living yeah. a great life. I, I 100% yeah. believe in that, but yeah. Um, I also find it true that as I've made more money, it it doesn't necessarily fulfill me more. It feels good for a while, but you know, the things that I still enjoy the most don't necessarily have anything to do with the money. Completely. Again, I totally relate. I get it. I really do. Cause I've had lots of money and I've had no money. I've, I've been on both ends. So, um, yeah, it, the the best moments in life are 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 usually not attached to money, um, in in my opinion, or from what I've learned. So the a few the the few little ending questions I want to ask you is, um, what's next for you in your mind? So if you could visualize your next dream accomplishment or your next you know, vision, you, you're, you, you wanted to be a speaker on stage, you speak on stages, you want to put on events, you put on events, you want to travel the world, you travel the world, you wanted to build a successful e-commerce business, you did that, you want to build a successful course, you did that. So like, what's next for you? Um, what's the next, you know, vision for yourself that you're actually going, you know, this is what I really see for myself now. It's really just about having a bigger impact uh, for me. You know, I still, I mean, I guess there's, there's two parts, right? Because I definitely still want to build uh, a bigger e-commerce business. I think one of the things in, in my vision for that is uh, up until this point, I've been successful, but I haven't really, I haven't really built anything that is, uh, 
that is an ongoing brand other than Ecom Empires. Like, I mean, in the actual stores that I've built, I haven't really built anything that is turned into, uh, you know, a, a big ongoing brand. Uh, so I'm working on a couple projects right now, actually, you with are? brands that, yeah, like that one of the things I want to do is turn it into something uh, much bigger, you know, almost, almost like Ezra Firestone did with boom by Cindy Joseph. Like he built this amazing brand. He's able to use it as a case study and share content from it. Um, and still continue to grow this, this brand because everything that he's done is unique and defensible in that brand. So like, that's, that's where in the past with things that I've done, you can't really share until it's over because it's not defensible because you're just kind of drop shipping or doing something that somebody else could do. You know, I the, get it. Yeah. So what can I ask you? Like, are you able to share like what's one of the what's one of the brands or what? And you said you're joining forces. So you're joining forces with an existing brand or. Yes. So so like one one example uh, is a brand that makes a. Uh, they make a drink mixer. It's for alcoholic drinks. Um, it's a zero calorie, zero sugar, all natural drink mixer. Um, and it's really cool. They're, they're, they're actually in there. So their story is they started out with the hard part. They got themselves into like 300 retail locations wow. across the U S and Canada and they're doing well, wow. but they don't have any sort of online e-commerce sales channel. Ah. So Got it. So okay, I'm so coming in. The ground. They did the, they did the hard part is right. I mean, it's very difficult to get into stores, especially as a drink mix or whatever, you know, I'm sure that. Mm -hmm. So they did that. Now you're going to help them with the e-com part. Exactly. I'll basically be a partner in the, in whatever, you know, building out an e-commerce sales channel for, for their company. So, so that, that's, that's, an, that's an example, you know, of the type of projects that I'm looking for now where I can be a partner in it. Um, but I can find like, you know, unique product ideas that are out there that are defensible that I know I can help build a brand around. Amazing. Okay. That's great, Nick. Well, first of all, your your value and your your uh, let's how do I put this you're you're in a massive asset <laughs> you you have tremendous value to any company right now you're just like you're sitting in an amazing position you know like it's like you're an all-star player and you're just like which team can you know which team do you want to go to because <laughs> anyone's going to benefit from having you on their team so you, you're you're sitting in a great position. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah. And that play that plays into the vision for Ecom Empires because it's been able to attract so many, uh, you know, the audience and and what's been built there has attracted some really great like partnership partnership opportunities. So, um, so yeah, you know, on the one hand, I'm looking to like still continue to build brands that are out there and, and businesses. And then on the other hand, uh, I have some big plans for Ecom Empires to continue to do more events and continue to expand the the group and the education and, and hopefully find ways to continue uh, to continue innovating and make Ecom Empires a brand in the e-commerce world that, that uh, helps a lot of people. That's awesome. And are you, are you follow? So I'm, I'm sure obviously, you know, about click funnels and Russell Brunson mm -hmm. and everything. What do you think about click funnels? Do you utilize click funnels at all? Like the funnel building stuff in your, in what you do? 
Yeah, I do. I, I use ClickFunnels actually for Ecom Empires for the, the free membership site that I've built. And when I when I release content, I use their pages a lot. Oh, um, all right. So, yeah, I'm I'm a big fan. Uh, you know, just just what he's been able to do. Oh, it's um, it's it's so it's like awe inspiring. He's an amazing. I have so much respect, so much respect for for what he's accomplished. It's just unbelievable. I'm going to interview him. I'm, I'm going to definitely, he, he, he might yeah. not do it, but he, I'll try to get him. I'm trying. Um, but yeah, he, Russell's amazing. He's just an amazing guy. And, and his team, he's, you know what he's really good at? He's really good at bringing people in to help him. Mm-hmm. He's really good at getting people to help him. That's a skill in and of itself that a lot of entrepreneurs can't do. Uh, or they don't, excuse me, they don't develop, which is allowing people to help you getting farming out different things to other people so you can build your business bigger you know what i mean and he's 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 very good at that i feel like yeah yeah for sure you know partnerships has been one of the one of the things that i've tried to leverage the most since ecom empires has grown uh like for example i started a coaching partnership uh at the beginning of the year and it's done fantastic it's been it's been an amazing partnership for me um you know by basically just going out and and being able to find the right people to work with. Um, you know, the other incredible thing that Russell has done is just the whole model of, you know, it's such an example for other people too, that could do something similar. The whole model of creating an actual a software, yeah. right? But then, but then the, the real play is that he built a community and he created education yeah. around it to, to you know that was that's what really got people excited not the software it's you know it's what what he does yeah so facebook groups and not only that um allowing people to make money from his software like you know yeah he figured that out right away like hey wait a minute i can pay people to recommend my software okay (laughs) like yeah you 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 can make money when you recommend my software that's a great idea okay so it's an it's an incredible model. And yeah. I still think that there's room for other people to do similar things. I, I believe yeah. that uh, I'm working on like trying to attract in into my into my world and my business something similar. You know, I have an audience now I need something like a, a software that can really do something like that for the e-commerce world. And so uh, I really yeah. like what he's done. It's it's a model that I've been looking at closely and trying to find yeah. ways that I can I can develop into something similar myself. Yeah, very smart. Very smart. Well, I have I have zero doubt that if that's something you really want to do, you're going to obviously you'll do it. And I think you're on to something with that, Nick, for sure. Definitely. Um, and my last question to you before we go is what songs are on your play? First of all, do you have Spotify? I, I You know what I do, but I, I never use it because when I was over in the Philippines, like I, I don't traveling, I just don't get good enough data usually to use it. Uh, mm. So what do you use, iTunes or uh i well youtube i guess oh, when i'm on and helpful. and then i i just download songs from youtube and put them right on my phone or i i rely on one of my friends who's always uh up on music i you know i love music but actually i'm so far behind on like new 
new uh i'm still i'm still listening to marshmallow's first album like i listen to that all the time you know i, I really like edm music it makes you me do? feel good it gets me in a good I know, yeah I'm, it, so into dance. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like a i'm like an 18 year old it's ridiculous i like i mean literally i'm old enough i went to raves when waves were just beginning okay like i was at yeah. raves when people were taking ecstasy when it was actually real ecstasy and i would go to these raves and i was like but i still like that music like what's wrong with me oh my god it's so funny <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I like electronic dance music that's funny yeah yeah i do that's that stuff is is in my in my phone right now marshmallow alan walker you know just like random stuff that i i listen to that's good for the gym it's good for you know if i'm if i'm trying to just relax and like meditate i'll usually uh on youtube i'll put on like some uh they call it like mind music like deep yeah. thinking music yeah, i like yeah. to put on that kind of stuff sometimes too yeah that's good that's good so um, is there anything else you want to leave us with? Because I, I just really enjoyed speaking with you, Nick. You're amazing. I, I mean, I, nah, you just, you know what? I, 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 okay, I have to say this. As a coach for many years, I've done, um, worked with people over the phone for, for many, many, many years. And what happens when you talk to people over the phone for so long for um, is you start to pick up on energy, you pick up on, you actually pick up on a lot of things psychically that it's, I, I have a thousand stories about that. And you just connect with people just a little differently when you're talking to them. So the things I pick up on you, just talking to you is just like, you give me such a good feeling. You're such a good person. You have a big heart and I can tell you're genuine. You just really love what you're doing. You want to really help people. And, and it just comes through anyway. I just want to tell you that. Thank you. I really appreciate that. It has it has been fun talking with you. Um, and it, I get I guess to so some final thoughts for for people listening. Um, number number one is, you know, based based on where you're at, if if somebody is is newer listening to this or still exploring ideas or still struggling at, at making something work, just just remember first that it only takes one good idea. You know, I've, I've failed multiple times, but the good ideas that worked, worked really big. And right yeah. now we live in the most amazing time yeah. possible ever. I'm so happy to be born in this age. Like yeah. I can't imagine being born 50 years ago or a hundred years ago, like the, the opportunity available right now to travel the world, to have an online business and not have to work for, you know, other people is, is just really incredible. Um, and I also want to mention too, you know, for anybody that, that might be, cause I, I get this sometimes like people that are interested in becoming a speaker or wanting to speak or wanting to do events. Um, remember that, it's all about the audience, right? Like I was never invited to speak at an event until I went out there and did it on my own. Mm -hmm. I was never, I was like never invited to sit down to the table. Instead, I started my own table and invited people to come sit down with me. And wow. then once my table started getting popular and loud, then other people started coming over and asking me to join them. Right. So yeah. like, remember that when, when you have an idea, same thing with the group, you know, like nobody, nobody, kind of put me on you just have to go out there and do that and focus on delivering a lot of value to people and then you know it's like uh it's like zig ziglar said one of the famous quotes that has always inspired me since i've read it um and i'm paraphrasing but he says if you can help 
enough other people get what they want in this life, then you can have anything you want in this life. hundred percent. Right. And, and yeah. so, so it's always been about that mentality. Just go out there and do that and, and help other people and don't wait for somebody to invite you. Don't wait for somebody to try to put you on. Just, just go out and do that. And eventually you're going to be able to build something for yourself. That's going to attract other people. I, I couldn't agree more. I love that. And that's, I agree with you. I love that about when being, be, this is an amazing time. You can go on YouTube, start a YouTube channel and feel like an outcast. And, and next thing you know, you find a million people who love what you do. Whereas you would have been that. I mean, I, I see that all the time. People just create something out of nothing all day long there. I, you just need to want to do it and, and be, committed to it and excited about it and just stay true to yourself and you can make anything happen for yourself at any given moment in time yesterday does not define who you are today it just doesn't so yeah it's great advice nick great advice yeah 100 well, percent. thank yeah, you thank you so much for having me i'm gonna put all the links where people can find you um and check out ecom empires and everything else that nick is doing um so just thanks for being here. It was so great talking with you. Yes, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And for everybody that was listening, I appreciate your time as well. Thank you. Yeah, well, have a great rest of the day, Nick. And I will connect with you very soon. Thank you so much. All right, thanks. Okay, bye. Bye-bye.